for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Okay, well, thanks for coming to hear about Amy Carmichael. Um, I don't know if anybody of you um, uh, heard the service this morning. It was all about uh, God asking Jonah to preach and he ran away. And so I did feel a bit like that first off when uh, Graham first asked me, but, but by the grace of God, I'm here now. Um, anyway, uh, who's actually heard of Amy Carmichael? So, oh, a few people. Okay, that's good. Yeah, well, for those who, who don't know anything about her at all, um, she was um, a, a Victorian lady and she um, went to India um, for practically most of her life and um, she, her main role in life was to, uh, to save little children, little girls from a lifetime of prostitution, mm-hmm. um, which was an amazing story. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about her background. Um, she was born in 1867 in Northern Ireland. And um, I'm just going to tell you a couple of little things about her childhood. Um, one, one was that she was a very caring person, even as a little girl, and she loved live things. And she was given a doll's house, but she, she threw all the um, dolls and furniture out and she, she filled it all with, with moss and everything and then she, she collected little insects and animals and, and little bugs and beetles and things so, so perhaps, she, perhaps she invented the uh, bug hotel who knows, I don't know but anyway, that's one little story that just tells you the sort of person she was um, the other thing was also that um, she was born with brown eyes and she'd always um, wanted to have blue eyes so she could be like her mother. And she used to pray about that, that God would change her brown eyes into blue eyes, which of course didn't happen. But God also had a purpose for that as well, as we shall see a bit later on in her story. Uh, well, she met Hudson Taylor once, um, and she was inspired to go to China. But that didn't happen because of her ill health, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, she, she went to Japan first of all for 15 months. She went with a, it was an Anglican uh, missionary society, and she went there. And um, she learned a lot. That was kind of like her training ground, in a way, for, for being a missionary in China. And um, she, she was quite, quite a strong person, I think and had her own views and her own way of doing things. Um, and she, she didn't like using visual aids because um, uh, one thing that happened was uh, this, she, um, she was telling the, uh, the children about, um, about Jesus and um, she, she had some pictures and things and she showed them a picture of Jesus and the little girl was very disappointed and she said, why, I thought Jesus was much more wonderful than that. <laughs> and uh, so she thought, actually, I don't know that that's the way I want to go. Um, and another time, um, they, they, she's, uh, they, the, she was going to do a meeting, and the women um, were saying, oh, tonight they're going to show their God. And she thought, well, actually, that, that isn't what, really what I want to do. I don't want to, to um, you know, sort of have an image of what God is like. 
you know, I'd rather, he touched people's hearts. So she really prayed about that meeting and didn't use her aid. And the Holy Spirit really came and really did touch people's hearts in an amazing way. <clears throat> and uh, another time, she was, um, she had a girls' group, not many were interested, and, and so she was, she was told, well, if you, if you, if you teach them uh, sewing and, and uh, flower arranging, you know, you'll get more girls. And, and she said, well, no, she said, actually, I'd rather have two girls who really wanted to know about Jesus than 20 who wanted just to come and play. So, anyway, in, um, she, uh, when she was 27, um, she went to India with the same organisation and she was never to return, she never came home. She, she visited England once after that for a funeral, otherwise she just stayed there. And she met a man called Thomas Walker who, and his wife and he helped her with her Tamil, which is what they speak in India. And um, he, he really taught her very well so that she came to think Tamil and, and not, didn't have to translate in her head. Uh, they were on the itinerant ministry, which, um, as you know, means travelling round, preaching the gospel. And that was really tough going because um, it was hot, it was dusty. They had these, what they called, bullet bandies, which was kind of like a, a covered wagon that sort of jolted, you know, over the rough so-called roads, and, and it was really tough. And the people just did not want to know about Jesus. So that was hard. Uh, you probably know about the caste system in India where if you are born the lowest of the low, that's where you stay. You cannot, uh, you, your caste cannot be changed. And I'm not quite sure how they go, go about it now, but in those days that was definitely a no-no. And uh, so if you were born to scrub toilets and sweep the streets, then that's where you stayed and in poverty. Um, and also there's a lot of cruelty in India, um, especially towards women. Um, the British Raj were there at that time, but they didn't want to interfere with anything that was going on because um, uh, they, <coughs> they didn't want to um, spoil trade and upset the people, so they just sort of kept out of it. Uh, anyway, they bought a place called Donover, which was a really uh, lovely place out in the country, uh, nice and quiet, away from all the towns and villages, and that's, that's where they used to live. It was a, a missionary base that, that other missionaries had bought, and they lived there. Um, uh, Amy wanted to wear saris. She decided to go native to adopt the national costume and she wore saris. Um, this was very disapproved of back in England because uh, it was the Victorian era and everybody, you know, sort of dressed from neck to toe to sleeve and all the men, you know, um, they had their suits and everything and, and even in the broiling heat when they came to India they would all dress up, you know, in this really boiling, boiling heat. I mean, I'm sure you've seen lots of photographs of um, our ancestors sitting on beaches, you know, with their three-piece suits on and their top hats 
and everything for them then, the boy and girls were, we're British, don't you know, and you mustn't let the side down, you know. <laughs> and uh, so they, so, you know, they, they just very much disapproved of, of Amy going native, but she wanted to be, she wanted to identify herself with the Indian people and with the culture there. <coughs> anyway, um, then something happened to really change Amy's ministry completely. She met uh, this little girl was brought to her. Uh, she'd run away uh, from the temple where uh, she'd been given, and uh, she didn't. Want, she was very unhappy there. She wanted to. She didn't know where she wanted to go, but she just ran away. And they brought her to um, to to Amy. And um, anyway, um, he says to her, um, "Oh, uh, can I can I do this dance for you?" So he said, oh, you know, can you imagine it, can't you? Yes, dear, that would be very nice. Anyway, uh, this little girl did this most sensuous dance with song to match, and Amy was really quite horrified. She thought, well, who on earth would teach a little girl something like that? That's not really very nice. And so gradually, 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 she began to find out what was going on. And um, I just want to read you Prina's story because it's... I can't write it better than, tell you better than what it's written here. <clears throat> Three years later, another addition had special significance. She was a seven-year-old girl, Prina, who arrived where Amy was staying at 6.30 in the morning, 1901. In Amy's words, her coming caused a new thing to begin, and I was rooted for life. The girl had fled from the custody of a temple where she was being prepared, as she was told, to be married to the god, which is a euphemism for prostitution, basically. It would take Amy time to, to learn that the words actually meant a commitment to a life of deified devilry. Integral to the life of many Hindu temples was the presence of temple women, in reality prostitutes, trained from childhood to see their occupation as service to the gods whom they supposedly honoured. After Prina had procured, been procured as a child, she had escaped once before and walked the 20 miles back to her home. But the temple women found her and brought her back to the punishment of having her hands branded with hot irons. On her second escape, the girl had fled for refuge to a church where she was found outside. A very small, desolate mite with tumbled hair and troubled eyes, she was described, was brought before Amy. Fifty years later, Prina re recalled that morning meeting. Our precious Amma, that means true mother, was having her morning tea. When she saw me, the first thing she did was to put me on her lap and kiss me. I thought, my mother used to put me on her lap and kiss me. Who is this person who kisses me like my mother? And from that day on, she became my mother. Oh. And she was, she was one of many, she was the first of the, of the many children who came in that way. Mm. And Emma had a real, Amy had a real heart for these girls. And um, she gradually found out what was going on. And, and nobody was doing anything about it at all, nobody at all. Um, so she thought, in her own um, characteristic way, um, if, if nobody else is going to do something, then I will. So she set out to try and f 
find these girls who were in danger of give, being given to, to the temple. <coughs> but um, if you can imagine uh, that it was, a sh it was a shock to her because she was, she was a Victorian lady. She was brought up in, in a sheltered home, a Christian home too, and she was really shocked about when she found out all these things. And um, so we, I think we, we need to ask ourselves, can we still be shocked today? Because we hear of horrible things happening every day, don't we? In the news, on television, uh, newspapers. We have it coming to us all the time, how there's atrocities going on all the day, all the time. And, and we can get hardened to that, I think, can't we? And um, think, well, that's, that's the way the world goes. Um, that's the way it is these days um, but how much do we care how much do we pray about what goes on in the world there's, and there's that brothers and sisters in Christ aren't there who are being persecuted in other countries how much do we really pray how much do we care um, and I have to speak to myself sometimes it's depressing you just want to turn it off don't you but, but we should really care about what's happening to other people in the world <clears throat> and pray about it. I mean, though, the, in, the, these, in her day, this was pioneer work. Uh, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have what we had. They had to go and find out these things. They had to go and find out. Um, and the, uh, the people back in England uh, just didn't believe it when they first heard it. They thought, no, no, that, that can't be true. She must be exaggerating. And, and they were saying things like, oh, you know, don't tell them. Don't, don't tell them stories like that. Because otherwise nobody will go on the mission field if, if, they, if they think there's horrible things. Happen. Just tell us nice things. Tell us about people getting saved. You know, that, that's a, a nice one to tell people. Uh, don't tell them this horrible stuff. But, and he said, no, people need to know. You need to know uh, because we need to pray about these things. We need to care. Uh, in fact, she, she wrote a, a book about it according um, The Way Things Are, or something like that it was. She wrote lots of books. Um, and what, what used to happen was out there that it, with the families, there would be uh, a parents or maybe just one, one parent, perhaps, um, who couldn't cope with their children for some reason. And so they would offer their children to the temple or maybe uh, the temple women would, would find out that this mother was struggling all alone. And uh, they would always pick the, the good-looking ones, the healthy ones. And uh, they, were, they were offered money. Um, so that the temple would give them money. And there's prestige there, too, to, um, uh, to belong to the temple. Um, and so uh, uh, what happened was Amy, the way Amy would go looking for these girls, she and her helpers, they would go out to the feast days, uh, the fake days, and they would be on the lookout. They'd be giving out tracts and, and evangelising and talking to people in the streets, but they would also uh, look around and, and see if there was any children there that, that they could um, perhaps rescue. And that wasn't easy because um, the Indian people... Um, didn't think much of the Christians in those days um, because they were foreigners, and so it wasn't it wasn't easy to uh, to get to get these girls. But uh, 
God was good and he answered his prayers and, and he was for this. This is what he really wanted to do. He wanted to rescue these children. And so people, some of her helpers would, would hear of, of a girl who was living miles away perhaps and they would go to the parents and say, um, please don't give your child to this kind of life. You know, we'll raise them, we'll feed them, we'll care for them, we'll educate them, you know, they will have a, a decent life with us. And often they did, praise God, they did used to give them their children. But it was, it was tough going. But, but it was really good. And this is where Amy's brown eyes came into their own because quite often it was an emergency and she might have to dash around to somebody's home before they would give them away, these girls. And so she would brown her arms and her face with something or other. Um, she was wore saris anyway, as I said. She, she liked to um, wear the Indian dress. And she would go around, and sometimes she had to go to the temple itself as well. Um, well now, if she had uh, blue eyes, then that would have been a dead giveaway, you know. Obviously, no Indian woman has blue eyes. So God had a purpose in that. And so I would say God does have purposes in our lives, doesn't he? We don't understand sometimes why he doesn't answer our prayers uh, the way in which we would like. But... Further down the line, we find out that God has a purpose for us. So praise God for that. Um, I just want to read a little bit about Donova. Um, this is the place they stayed. God made a, a real beautiful uh, refuge for, for them. Um, it was out in the country. It says here... The compound in which the nurseries are built is a field bound on three sides by, by, by fields and on the fourth by the bungalow compound. And the mountains with their foothills make, a, make it a beautiful place in the background. The, the buildings themselves aren't, aren't particularly beautiful, but the walls are coloured with soft terracolour, roofs are a dull red, while the porches are a mass of greenery and bloom and the garden at this moment of writing, this is Amy's book, she's writing this, is rejoicing over a hundred lilies, bright yellow and, and flame colour, each head with its many flowers rising and separate, radiant in the sunshine. Then we have alanders, crimson, pink and white, hibiscus trees, crimson, rose and cream. The arches in the new nursery garden are covered with morning glories, the prayer room in the middle of the garden is a mass of violet passion flower. The pretty pink, um, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, Antigone, somebody can tell me, starry jas jasmine. The very hedges at this season are out in yellow flower. A trellis around the nursery kitchen is a delight of colour. So though all our buildings are simple, we think that our lines have fallen unto us in pleasant places. So it was, although it was a tough life, it was also... A good life, because Amy made it a really good life. She absolutely loved her children. She wrote a book about all her girls individually, and she really did love for them and care for them. Um, in 1904, the Walkers went home and left Amy in charge, and she was very busy. They had 70 children at this point, and very few workers. 
and they also had some boys as well because um, she'd heard that they were using those for homosexual personal uh, reasons uh, purposes and also in immoral plays that sort of thing so that all was going on um, I could write I could preach a sermon probably about the finances because um, how God answered her their prayers for finances because um, it wasn't easy so anyway they she was she was just so busy and um, so much going on and then in 1931 when she was 63 she had an accident um, and it was a, a really serious accident she broke her leg dislocated her ankle and twisted her spine and she never recovered and from being so active and um, outdoors all the time busy 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 she was confined to just one room and I makes me think of the Apostle Paul you know not that he had an accident but he was a busy person wasn't he always going off preaching to the Corinthians and encouraging the Ephesians and you know running to and fro and I'm sure that when he was confined when he was he was under arrest was he under house arrest he was confined and he must have been so frustrated how am I going to help all my children that you know I've helped to birth all over East Asia and, and so, he can, so he had to write letters to them all um, but we are blessed in that aren't we mm-hmm. because if he'd gone to visit them we would never have had those letters but now we have them today to encourage us mm-hmm. and what would we do without all the letters in the, in the New Testament so God had his purpose although that happened and God had his purpose in allowing this to happen to Amy because at last she had time for people to really sit and talk to people um, in the past, she was um, her nickname was the hare because she was always tearing about everywhere, um, being so busy. And oh, what's the time, you know? And um, so, so at last, she she was she she had to sit still, and people came to her. They came un, unburdened and offloaded, and um, she was able to talk to them and, and help them and pray with them uh, much more. Uh, also, uh, her writing, she got down to writing some books. She did write some books before, but in all, she wrote thir- 35 books, in all, um, and poems and songs, and they're all in reprint, amazingly. I mean, these are really old books. And I, I thought, oh, because my dad had a, um, this book here uh, when I was a kid, and that's when I read it, and I came inspired by her, and, and, but they all went, and I thought, oh, I wish I could kept that book, looked on the net, they're all there. So, um, amazing, amazing woman. Uh, well, she, she died when she was 83, so she was confined for these uh, 20 years, um, in pain a lot of the time. So occasionally she felt well enough to go out in the garden or maybe had to take a short trip somewhere. But for the most part, she was there. But full of joy and peace and still busy for God, and God used her amazingly, um, even in these difficult times. And when she died, um, the work went on. She left a most wonderful legacy. By this time, she, she got, there was 900 children. Um, not only was it a children's home, there was a school, there was a hospital with its own doctors, there was outposts in the uh, 
countryside where people clinics where people could go and um, be careful that couldn't come. Uh, she was of course just um, looking after the children. Other people would come to our hospital. Um, her, and always, 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 it was you know Jesus first. Um, it wasn't just an education. She got the children saved. Uh, it was it was tough because um, she didn't observe caste, of course, um, and a lot of children didn't come to her because they they said, "Well, you don't observe caste. I can't bring. My, I can't allow my child to come here." So she had lots of obstacles, but she won through. And she, she when I think of all the, um, the the Christians, you know, in India today, and a lot, they're really strong, strong Christians. And she's not the only one who is there, but it's a firm foundation that she laid. And um, uh, they, you know, it was it was very solid. So praise God for that and for her. And. Um, just to finish, I know I'm finishing early, sorry, <laughs> but um, you can ask me some questions if, you, if there's not time, if, if you've got some time afterwards. But um, I just want to think of the present day of missionaries today. Um, I mean, we've got um, Stuart and, and um, Francis with us today, haven't we? And um, there's Helen too. She's, she's our own missionary, isn't she? Um, and that's her heart too, the same as Amy's, child protection. I know that what she's doing out there at the moment is a bit different, and she's looking for something that her and Liz Wilson can serve, serve God with, but that's the heart she went with um, to protect children, same as Amy. And that's what's happening on the ship as well, not just children, but a lot of children. Um, and they've got their life in front of them, haven't they? So, you know, it would be just so good um, if we can get behind these people. Um, not everybody can go, I, I recognise that, um, but we can all serve as senders, can't we? Mm -hmm. You know, we can all pray for people. We can all um, care that, um, that they're there, be glad that they're there. Find, get to take an interest in them, find out what they're doing exactly, and um, encourage them when they come home make a fuss of them, invite them to your house group to talk, whatever, um, and, and just be thinking, you know, what about this world out there that's suffering? We should be caring about the people who are out there and not just ourselves. So anyway, that's um, all I wanted to say, really. Um, so if anybody's got any um, questions to ask me, they can. Um, you can borrow my books if you like. One was written uh, by somebody else about Amy's life. The other one was written by herself um, about her girls. Um, otherwise, I, let's just pray, shall we then? And uh, <coughs> just ask God to, um, to help us be more caring and looking outward. Lord, we just want to thank you for the life of Amy Carmichael and the amazing legacy that she has left us, all that um, she did and her fellow workers. We thank you for that, Lord. And just help us, Lord God, to be aware that there's still great needs out there today in this world. Thank you for what you have done in 
so many continents through faithful people that uh, you have changed things and changed people's lives and driven back the powers of darkness. We thank you for that. And we just pray that that work will continue and just help us to be aware of that, Father, and to really care and to find out what's going on and to pray and get behind people and bless them. We just pray a blessing, Father, on Stuart and uh, Francis today and also on Helen and Wilson, a real blessing upon them that you bless their work um, and prosper it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, golly. Well, I haven't read that many, actually, I must admit, um, because it, uh, it, it's only um, sort of since Graham spoke to me that it, this is, she has been revived in my mind. But um, this one, this one is, is from, by somebody else who wrote her life story. Um, she wrote this herself. This is about her little girls. Depends what you want to know. There are the books that she wrote uh, about how God provided for them because she, she had to come out of the um, missionary society that she was in because they wanted her to water down the gospel, basically. They said, no, 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 just look after the girls. You know, don't, you don't have to tell them about Jesus necessarily. Or, well, I can't remember exactly how it went, but anyway, it wasn't, wasn't sort of full-on gospel. And so she thought, no, John, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I think there's other things as well, probably. But anyway, she came out of it. So, so she had to find finance elsewhere. And um, she, she had lots of visitors. And um, so she never, I don't think they asked people for, for money. She just prayed and the money came in. And God always provided. So it depends kind of what, what about kind of... Her, really, I think. Sorry? I would like to know more about her. Her, story, yeah. Her She's, yes, that's right. Well, um, so a book about that. There's another book that, that my dad had as well. I couldn't find it. I did, there's so many titles, I, I couldn't find yeah. it. I, didn't, I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, so I, I didn't get it, um, but she, which she herself wrote. Um, so I'm not sure. There's, there's books that she wrote. Um, there's a story about a little girl, uh, um, which is a true story, which either she wrote or somebody wrote. Their, their own stories, child. There's other stories. To, um, so I hope you have a look and see what you fancy, you know, just look under Amy Carmichael and, and they will be reprinted, praise God. So, because I think they're, you know, they're well worth reading. Not, you know, people tend to think, oh, it's so long ago, does it matter? You know, but we're here today, yes. Okay. Have you thought about writing your own book, Rosie? <laughs> My life's not as exciting as that. No, but write, write her story and write, you know, how she didn't compromise and how that applies today. I hadn't, no, I haven't. Well, you've got something to say. Thank you. Have <laughs> got time for one more? I was just yeah. thinking, she didn't go until she was 27. That to was, India. To India, that's yeah. quite late in Victorian terms, not to be married. So I'm just wondering yes. how, how that period went, that she was free to go at 27, wasn't married yeah. to something. I, I don't know. Um, I know the family, they moved from Northern Ireland. Well, she, first of all, she was kind of... I didn't include this because I didn't know how long I was going to be with my story, but she, um, she had 
there were six of them in her family, and um, she met this man who, um, who he, he just lost his daughter, who was the same age as Amy, and he kind of adopted her. She went to live in her, his household, that's in England now, and um, that's where she got to um, her, her love, her thought for going on the mission came. Um, she, she wasn't always a well person, I don't think. She, I can't remember what it was that she had, but maybe that's why she never got married, or um, maybe she just didn't want to, maybe nobody asked her, I don't know, actually. But maybe, you know, you, sorry, you can find that out. But, but she did go to Japan for this first 15 months, um, so it may be her health, maybe. I know she was looking after this elderly man who had adopted her for a while, so maybe it was family ties. So I, I don't know. But she she was quite a um, although she was a very strong woman, um, she was quite um, self-effacing in the fact that she before before she died she said I don't want any photographs printed of myself at all. She said um, uh, she would never allow. I mean I've got a photograph of her now, but when I read the book there was no photograph in it at all. Um, she said, not until I appear in the likeness of Jesus do I want um, my face to be seen. So it was quite interesting. So maybe she was shy, basically. I don't know. Did you want to say something else? Oh, I have to put your hands up. Uh, yeah. Which bit of India was she in, Rosie? I tried to find Donova. Um, they, it says South India, and it doesn't actually mention the... There's the towns and villages nearby, but... Yeah. Um, I, I tried to find it on the atlas and I couldn't find it. So it must be a tiny, tiny place where the Donegal was the village or, or just their, yeah, their complex. I, I don't know, I couldn't oh, find right. it. Only it was in the south. Yeah. So. There was more than one language in, um, in India, wasn't there? Yes, this is the Tamil, south. Tamil Tamil south. was not all that big, I don't think, was it? Tamil South, I think, would have been South, must have been South India. Nobody spoke Urdu, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you. If anybody wants to borrow these, by the way, you can.